Hey everybody, welcome back to Killer Serials. I am Tony Jones. I am Ryan Parker. And See, you always get on to me for just saying my name. Then I I, you notice you I said really, I am. You're really phoning it in, literally phoning it in. I self-identified. That's Ryan. I'm Tony. We're a couple dudes with PhDs who watch serial TV shows and then talk about them on the internet. It's crazy. I mean, come it's on. <laughs> come yeah. on. How 21st yeah. century is that? Yeah. And we're still not getting paid for it, which is kind of like just having a PhD in general. Yes, indeed. We are talking about The Path on Hulu, episode 211. Season 2, episode yeah. 11. Drops today on Wednesday, the 29th. Yes, indeed. So we're so glad you've stuck with us. We've, uh, we're really coming up to the big climaxes of, of episode two. Ryan, why don't you, you want to run us a little bit through the, the narrative really episodes in this episode? Yeah, and really episode 12 and 13, 11 feels like a little bit of a bridge. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And kind of some, a lot of times you get in these kind of three episode arcs and 11 really feels like a setup. Um, but still some good takeaways for the conversations you and I like to have, but 12 and 13, we really get going leading up to the finale of the season. Um, and episode 11, you know, we, we get a little bit of continuation uh, from 10, obviously with Eddie trying to identify what his new role is, if anything in the movement, what his identity is, uh, 11 sees a stronger confrontation between Eddie and Cal around this theme than we've seen before. We still have Sean and Mary wrestling to get out of the movement while Eddie's thinking about getting back in. So uh, Sean finally brings uh, Mary to meet with his mother and their their counselor, I guess you would say, that they've hired to try to get them out of what they see as a cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicia is uh, kind of back to Eddie. Felicia is kind of grooming Eddie to take over the movement, and she has some important comments for him that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary confronts Sarah. There's a lot of confrontations in this episode, a lot of conversations. Mary confronts uh, Sarah about li- just basically life in the movement, right? And she's, yeah. she says something that we'll circle back to in a minute. Um, yeah. And, and there's a lot of revealing going on in this episode. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of characters uncover the relationships, other people's relationships or encounters. So you have, Noah telling Cal about Eddie and Hawk, right? You have Sarah telling Cal about Mary and Sean. Um, and it leads to all, all these kind of closed door conversations lead these characters to confront one another kind of out in the open. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one and, thing that we found out that I think is interesting now uh, from having sat in the, in the room writer's room is at the very beginnings of sketching out season three of the path is that, um, that's called a cross. When two characters, you know, we know that um, we've told little, we've revealed a little bit of, of this. Just it, as the, the plot lines are developing for um, a season or for an episode, each character has its own, um, his or her own color index card. And they kind of post them up on the, on the board. And when two characters cross, that means there's a scene where something significant happens in both with both characters. Right. And what you're saying is in this episode, there are a lot of those crosses. Yeah. You know, where, where, um, 
something significant happens, not just to one character, but to both as they kind of, you know, develop something. So, I mean, uh, there are so many different crossings and relationships in this. I think two of the, I think two more kind of moments in this episode that are worth mentioning in this kind of summary is um, Cal's vision, his nightmare vision of Steve and Steve mocking him. And we don't get a lot of interaction between those two characters. We don't know much about their past. We, this season we've, it's been hinted at that, uh, that Steve may have sexually abused Cal, but it's funny that one of these rare moments where we see both of their characters on screen together, um, it's Steve mocking Cal and maybe it's this, his, his consciousness, right? His own doubt and fear, about his place in the movement is kind of manifesting itself in his nightmares yeah, in his dreams. And then also towards the end of this episode, um, Sean is, Sean's ready to go, right? Sean's it's done. under cover of darkness. Sean's done. Well, we Fans talked to, to pick him we, up and we then talked Mary, about this. but Mary won't go. And Mary runs out into the woods, setting up a real cliffhanger about that, that we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, that the resolution of that. Well, so let, let's talk so that's about, kind of where we are with yeah. that's kind of where we are with um, kind of the the moments. Yeah, let's talk about that one for instance, because I mean we did talk uh, um, back a couple episodes ago when Sean talked to his mom on the phone, you know, and we talked about how uh, I, I some listeners will remember that I talked about being a, a director at a church camp. And yeah. like you don't ever, ever let the kids call home because as soon as they hear their mom's voice, if they're homesick, they're done. Like they're, they're done. They're going to leave camp for sure. You can't get them back. And so, you know, that when he, you know, goes away to that store and he talks to his mom, you know, the writing's on the wall at that point. He's yeah. going to, he's, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's going to leave. But you kind of think Mary's in it with him. Like, it feels like it because she's what's, what's in the back. She's so attracted to Cal, though, isn't she? I mean, she's so yeah. He's got his hooks in her, and of course, in the back of her mind's got to be well. If this kid comes out white and not half black, what am I going to say to my in-laws that this yeah. kid isn't Sean's? You know, that's yeah, she gotta, can't. That that, that she, that's in there for it for her. She can't be in the world. When she With runs Sean. off into the woods, though, that's a fascinating, you know, runs off into the forest, wink, she will, you know, she's leaving Sean for good. Now, here's what's fascinating. I thought about that scene. Oh, start a new life. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty fascinating because Sean was an interesting character, but out out the door, you know, he, he gets in the back seat, closes the door and drives away. Let's talk about that in relation to something that, or maybe this is a good intro into something that Felicia tells Eddie early in the episode where they are, where she's, she's kind of grooming him, right, about his role in the movement and, and what that might be. And she says two things to him. First is the key to mending is forgiveness and specificity. Vagueness and, and ambiguity are what darkness feeds on. That is right? so fascinating because obviously that's the whole of the movement and the, all of Cal's leadership, vagueness and, and ambiguity. And right? yet, and yet when they do the, um, 
you know, when they're taking the, the equiv their equivalent of the Scientology audits, it's all about specificity. Tell That's us true. exactly how you sinned against your spouse. Tell us exactly what you did wrong. Like that's, it's all about specificity at that but, point. But it's not reciprocated. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. On the right. There's side. no transparency no, into, the, into the movement. Yeah, that's Right, true. so you have people, like, even like Eddie, uh, and you have people like Sarah who there's so much they don't know. It's like everybody knows their own little portion of the movement. Or the, or the history of the movement, for example. Yeah, so do you think Felicia got that? Do you think Felicia got that? I think Felicia knows that. From, I think she, From Steve? Do you think Steve preached that? That's a great question. I don't know. That's a really good question, though. Because I think she feels like an outsider. And she sees this opportunity to... I don't know. It kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. And I, I think she sees this opportunity with Eddie as a way to be more involved. Well, right. And maybe that maybe to build a space for her moving forward. Okay. Because doesn't Eddie have a cross with Hank in this episode too? He does. And so he needs, Eddie's asking Hank for help. He's trying to find the elders, so to speak, right? right. Not necessarily in positions of authority. Because and the Hank deniers. Isn't. He wants a list of all the deniers who like his sister. He's going to bring this to light, right? Yeah. Or either he's going to let it go. Right? He wants to reach out to all the past deniers and get all of them and yeah. do something with them. And yeah. that's another interesting. So you think like, I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering about when you say this. Felicia feels like an outsider. But that, don't not a denier. Not a denier. It just feels like she's off in San Diego. An outsider. Like she's not quite in the inner circle. But don't you feel the same thing about Hank? That Hank, he's still. Well, like yeah, but to your point, two, Hank's never wanted R to be. Three R. He's never wanted to be part of that. I think Eddie just is looking for anybody that'll help him. And he knows Hank still has space for him in his life. Right? He hasn't yeah. totally pushed. He hasn't totally pushed Eddie out. Like maybe Gabby would want him to, yeah. for example. Yeah. Right. Hank's still open. Okay. Another cross or another relationship that is where there's a lot going on is between uh, Hawk and Cal. And Hawk continues to be drawn to Cal, to Cal's yeah. charisma and yeah. Cal's decisiveness. Yeah. And he continues to be, I mean, this is the episode really where Eddie goes to Hawk and says like, don't you can't walk away from me? Don't walk away from me. Don't leave me. And Hawk Hawk turns his back on his own father and walks. Yeah. So it seems like Hawk's making a choice, Cal over Eddie. Now, what do you make at of this that? point? Is that something point, that you know you like? It, it, there's some Oedip there's some Oedipal things in there. True. That you have and, to kill your father. Everybody's and, got to kill their father in order to become a man. This is the But end. you can complicate that in this in this spiritual slash religious setting because you have this other powerful male figure mm -hmm. who is imbued with all this kind of status and significance and who in Hawk's eyes has done no wrong and he certainly hasn't harmed him in any way. Right. 
And you hold that in contrast to his dad, who is, for all he knows or assumes, is cheating on his mother, yep. has denied the movement, has left he and Summer, left him and Summer. You think about cases of sexual abuse in religious communities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you can have you can see where faith leaders like Cal could play, could could kind of prey on people like Hawk. Yeah, you know, and how quickly that can switch from something good to something despicable right thankfully in this episode we don't we don't see that it really is you know cal's playing another game right he's using hawk to kind of dig at eddie and sarah right and divide to divide that family um but you could see where uh, those are the reasons i think that that hawk kind of goes to cal i also know enough about that cat that i mean that hawk as an adolescent he really does need to differentiate himself from his family of origin. Like that's, that's just what happens with every adolescent. So for him yeah. to do that, yeah. he's doing it with both his mom and that's his dad. Good, like he is, total, a, he's disillusioned he's with both too. his parents. That's a good point. Yeah. He's disillusioned yeah, yeah. with both his parents. And he's looking for, I mean, it, you know, Eric Erickson talked about this in his stages of faith development and, um, uh, and Jean Piaget talked about this. I mean, one thing... getting fancy over there with you and your... By the way, everybody, Tony is smoking a pipe referencing Piaget and Erickson. Erickson. Mm -hmm. In in Erickson's stages of adolescent development, he writes that there there are times that adolescents, they are looking for a superhero. they, They start to see the flaws in their parents. And they look elsewhere for a superhero. This is, for instance, one of the reasons why a lot of 10, 11, 12-year-old boys are obsessed with Superman and other superheroes. Mm-hmm. Not dark superheroes like Batman. Those are more adult superheroes. But the like optimistic. Superman who the can do kind of, who's basically yeah. a messiah figure who's sinless. Yeah. You know, yeah. He has no tragic flaw. That's the thing yeah. about Superman. Um, and as far as Hawk knows, Cal doesn't either. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, so good point, he's, yeah. He's seen his parents are are somehow stained or are you know troubled. They're sinful, and he's found somebody who he thinks looks to him like is perfect and without is without sin. Yeah, and obviously it must be maddening to his own father Eddie to be like if you knew about Cal what I know about Cal. I mean, at what this is like at one point. And he never tells him. Hawk says so Hawk far. says to Eddie, Dad, Mom doesn't love you anymore. She loves Cal now. Let her go. Get over yeah. it. It's like, dude, you have no freaking clue. Your parents no. just slept together last night in a hotel room. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. They're he thinks he all. knows it all. Hawk thinks yeah. he knows it all. And I it's I, it's I still I still want to keep coming back. Hawk is one of the most well-written teenagers I was just gonna I've say, seen in a long time. Ryan, I was just going to say, I Hawk is one of my favorite parts of this show. I think there's somebody It's also else, raw and real. You know? There's somebody else I'm going to bring up now next that I think is not my favorite character and I don't think is maybe fully fleshed out as a character as I'd like him to be, but Hawk is. Hawk is... Can we talk about something that Cal tells Hawk? What's that? Because it's something that you and I have heard in religious circles all of our lives is this line that Cal gives Hawk, which 
he says testing people is the only way to reveal who they truly are. Yeah, that's right. And man, I you know that just opens up this whole window of problems. You know, yeah. window into a world of problems. And I automatically think about these platitudes that we would hear growing up, like oh, God yeah. never gives you more than you can handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like iron sharpens iron, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you begin to present this uh, picture of a God who is just like. Well, let's just see what they can do. Let's just screw with them until they pop. People say this all the time when bad shit happens all the time. in their lives. They say, oh, well, God is yeah. testing me. It's either no, God sometimes, is, it's either sometimes God is bad bless, shit blessing just happens. Me. Yeah. yeah, it's either God is blessing me or God is testing me. There's never like, oh. Why can't, why yeah. can't we wrestle with our – why can't we wrestle with and explore our own identities and limitations without attributing it to something else other than the fact that we have – a brain right. and a body, both of which are flawed because we are just flesh and air. We're meat puppets, baby. It's all huh? we are. We're just meat, meat, puppets. meat puppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right well, a lot of people cannot sit with that. Right. Agreed. Sorry. Moving on. Well, moving on just to a character that I, I struggle with a little bit more because I don't really necessarily get his motivation – uh, is Abe, and it's Boy, a lot of promise there. A lot of promise. A lot of promise, and he's a good actor, and he lifts weights a lot. But um, you have a crush on Abe. Abe, here's the thing about Abe. Like in this episode, Abe figures out that his bosses aren't perfect, and that they're like in bed with corporate interests and the same people who are po- like Abe is. Seems like he's constantly in moral dilemmas. You know, he's like in a moral dilemma with his wife. Who yeah. he loves, and he's, but he's kind of left her in the dust because he's pursuing his career, and then yeah. he like, he, you know, messes around and cheats on her, and yeah. then you've got him like reporting to his bosses, but then so quickly becomes disillusioned when he realizes his bosses are in bed with the Decon people who are poisoning the water, yeah, and so he he wants he wants the the movement to be busted but on the other hand he also wants the movement to keep doing good things and like helping homeless people in the city and fighting the water quality or whatever yeah you know and then in this episode he comes out to eddie he comes clean with eddie which really surprised me because i did not think like what would on what would have led him to come clean to eddie do you think there's no real articulation of that is it no because is he, it that i mean except that, that he's so feels, pissed at his own bosses that's that's what I was he feels yeah. he feels betrayed by his professional community that he kind of goes further into this spiritual community yeah i mean that's the only thing i guess i can really see uh, of about why he would you know why he would do that um yeah so i i don't know abe abe kind of confounds me and I, I guess I struggle a little bit to feel any kind of sympathy for him. Yeah, any one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So before we go on this, um, let's talk about Richard kind of working behind the scenes still against Sarah, and now Sarah figures it out in this episode. And Richard has really put himself in a very 
tenuous this, place. Like it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot to talk about with, with Richard. And, and I mean, I episodes. love Richard's character. I love him as an actor. And and people who are listening to this podcast should know that um, for several weeks now, they've Richard has done like a live Twitter Q and A about the show. That the, yeah. the actor who plays Richard. But I think it's interesting how Richard has really. He's um, it's been it's been very very risky for him to basically back Eddie. I mean, he he has this basically what what we in religious circles would call a conversion experience, and he is like Eddie's the Messiah. He comes to believe he's the first disciple. He's the first disciple of Eddie, really, and then Felicia comes along too, and um, that's a huge shift for Richard because Richard was out to get Eddie for a long time, and now suddenly he's you know. Yeah, there's been a real change there, and that's been interesting to see. And like you say, he puts himself at great risk. And we don't, we try not to give away too much, but that really comes to a head in the yeah, next like, episode. Will, will it pay off for Richard, or will he get burned by it? But he's in a, he's in a super hard predicament. You know, um, yeah. There's a conflict, and he is coming. someone who feels fully fleshed out as a character. What the frustrations you have with Abe, I know you don't have that with Richard. No, no. Like I was, yeah. Richard and Hawk are really, really well written characters, and I, I, I think. You can see they're torn. I mean, they're really torn, and and they're that's that. It's an interesting way to look at the show through the eyes of like looking at the Myris movement through the eyes of Hawk, who's like a young convert, a neophyte, an acolyte. He wants it all yeah. to work. He really, really believes. He has no doubt. And then you've got Richard, who's like probably the most faithful, has been through the most, has committed the most to the movement, and. And he 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 like pushed all his chips to Eddie's side of the table, and that's going to be a big risk for him because what if he's wrong? What if Eddie's not the Messiah? Yeah, that's good tension. Yeah, with with yeah. I so like anyway, that. Well, I, it's fascinating stuff, and um, you know, after this, we only have two more episodes left in season two. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks a million for listening to Killer Serials. I'm Tony Jones. That's Ryan Parker. Enjoy the path. (laughs) Season 2, Episode 11. And we'll see you next week for Episode 12. Bye-bye. Thanks.